For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Dave Fleming, the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco Giants, about the start of the 2022 campaign. I don't know that the Giants will repeat with 107 wins, but they will certainly compete in the National League West with a new-look lineup that now includes guys like Joey Bart, maybe some Jock Peterson, also the rise of a young player we saw a little bit of last year in Tyro Estrada, and how will the Giants stack up against some of the new faces in that Dodger lineup? All things we can talk about with Dave Fleming, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday, April 6th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast Dave Fleming. You, of course, hear him all season long calling games for the San Francisco Giants on KNBR 104.5 and 680. And I believe now he's on his road or on his way to Augusta for the Masters this weekend. Dave, what's going on, man? How are you? I am. I'm in a car. I'm in Georgia somewhere. And so hopefully the connection's okay and we can talk a little baseball. Yeah, we'll talk a little baseball, and we'll get a master's thought from you, too, before we go. Uh, but for the onset of the season, uh, you were out there. You, you called some Giants games this spring. How's the lineup looking, you think, so far? Well, I mean, aside from the uh, injuries, I think the lineup looks fine. I mean, I, you know, the Giants were a really, really good offensive team last year, and they did it with a very similar-looking setup where, you know, maybe you don't circle one or two superstar players, but – you figure the Giants are going to get a lot of great matchups over the course of the year. I think that's the case again this year. I think they even have a couple guys. I mean, I know Buster Posey's a massive hole to fill, but I think they have some other players who have a chance to emerge, step up a little bit. So I'm bullish on the Giants' offense. There's a guy who's really, uh, really sort of tantalized me since he got here. That's Tyro Estrada. And I know one of the other holes you're talking about, maybe a guy like Donovan Solano, who wasn't hitting for huge power, but he was a huge part of the lineup for the last couple of years. Who are you looking at this year? Is it Dubon? Is it, uh, is it Tyro Estrada? Is there a young guy who you think is going to fill that void and, and do a nice job in the lineup this season? Well, I do think Estrada's got a lot of potential. He is a very strong player. I didn't realize when the Giants got him that he was as strong as you know, the story goes, Farhan told me this. Giants played the Yankees in interleague play in Farhan's first year. So what would that have been, 2019? I guess that's the last time the Giants played the Yankees in interleague. And uh, at the end of the series, Buster was talking to Farhan about something. And he said, you know, the guy that I like is Tyro Estrada. And, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that Buster was solely responsible for getting him to the Giants, but he noticed him even in the midst of just taking a few at-bats in that series. Dubon's interesting. I mean, Dubon's got a lot of ability. If he can sort of calm down, eliminate the mistakes, accentuate the positive, the Giants have been really good at that with their players over the last few years. Let's figure out what you do well and help you do that more. If they can do that with Dubon, I do think he can be a, a, a contributor. You know, you mentioned Solano, and I think it's important to point out Donovan was a great player for the Giants, really uh, an awesome fit for three years in a row. But both Solano and Chris Bryant, if you look at the actual numbers from last year, you know, they didn't produce at a real high level. Chris Bryant was great to have on the team. He was not saying they're not going to miss him. But when people talk about, you know, having to replace Posey and Solano and Bryant, I, I think it's a little misleading only because I just think those last two weren't particularly productive last year. I don't think the Giants are going to have a hard time replacing the numbers that those two put up. 
Now, they are looking for repeat seasons or, or similar seasons from guys like Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford, who had, I mean, really career years in 2021 and played into the all-time great 107-win season. Is there a part of the lineup or a part of the roster at all that you look at and you think maybe that's somewhere that needs to be shored up or maybe that's a, a place of emphasis where they could have uh, some discrepancy or maybe not perform as well as they'd like early in the season? I mean, the bullpen looks good. The rotation, if healthy, looks pretty good. Is there a part of the lineup or the team that you identify that you think maybe isn't quite as deep? I guess I worry a little bit about the defense. Now, early in the year, I don't think that's going to be much of a concern because I think it's likely that Steven Duggar is going to get a lot of at-bats, and Steven's a very good defensive center fielder. Mike Yastrzemski can play center field, but if the Giants' regular lineup against right-handed pitching is Yastrzemski in center, Jock Peterson in right, Lamont Wade in left, and then you add in Joey Bart, who, as talented as Joey is, I mean, it's hard to be. Buster Posey was just an elite all-around player and really was elite defensively. I do worry a little bit about the Giants' defense regressing. The Giants rely heavily on scouting report defense, preparation defense. I believe in that stuff, and I think they're going to do a really good job of that again. But I would say that I think it's at least possible that the defense comes a little bit back down to earth this year. And that would that would be, you know, the, I, I think the pitching is going to be really good, but the last couple of years the Giants used pitching and defense together, really important part about the way they did things. What have you thought about Joey Bart at the plate this spring? A big opposite field home run uh, the other day against the Dodgers in Cactus League play. Uh, the inside-out swing is obviously doesn't look like Buster Posey, but the opposite field power, gap-to-gap power, is something we became accustomed to for a number of years from the catcher position. What have you seen from him at the plate? Because I know his defense was a point of conversation a couple years ago, but I'm excited to see him hit this year. Yeah, I think you should be. I mean, he's going to swing and miss a lot. The main thing for me is, can he tap into the power? And if he can, he doesn't have to hit like Buster Posey hit for average. He can be a very good major league player without hitting for average and even, you know, without taking a ton of walks. I mean, Joey doesn't have to be the all-around offensive player that Posey was to be a really valuable player. Now, to be an MVP like Buster was, you got to be. But that, you know, that's setting the bar real high. I I think the Giants are going to be – Totally happy if Joey hits for some power, shows a little more plate discipline than he did his first time up, and then is just solid defensively. That's a good player at the catcher position. I think that's totally attainable. But the power is the thing with him. I mean, the power is what can make him a really high-level big league player, and I hope we see more and more of it this year. I think we will. You mentioned uh, Chris Bryant a couple of minutes ago, and when you look around the rest of the division, I think maybe the biggest ad this whole offseason for the, the Padres was uh, was bringing in Bob Melvin at manager. That was a big ad for them. They acquire Sean Manaya. You look at the Rockies, and I think a lot of the national people think the Rockies are a little bit better now than they were last season going out and getting Chris Bryant, but they lose Trevor Story. What do you make of the rest of the National League West? The, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks, I, I would assume, will not lose 110 again, but but who knows how that shakes out. What do you think of the West? It's a good question to ask because the Giants, if you look at the record, the Giants piled up against Colorado and Arizona last year. I'm blanking on the actual number, but, you know, they lost like six games total combined between those two teams and just absolutely dominated those two. And so it is worth asking, like, okay, for even just put the Dodgers and Padres aside, can they have that kind of success against those two teams again? 
I mean, to me, Colorado treaded water. I love Bud Black. I think they have really good pitching by the standards of their franchise's history. Their pitching is still really solid. You know, their offense is not good enough to mash with people at Coors Field for the most part. So I think the Rockies are going to struggle offensively. Diamondbacks, it's just hard to know. I mean, Arizona, I thought, was way better than their record showed last year. And the Giants just kept beating them over and over and over again. So that, you know, that is an interesting question. I think the Dodgers have a chance to take a little step back. The Dodgers don't look to me to be as deep as they have been. I think the A.J. Pollock trade, I mean, everybody freaked out. Craig Kimbrell comes to L.A. and it's like, oh, here we go again. Kimbrell and and (laughs) Trinan and uh, Daniel Hudson and all the other arms that they have. Gratterall, Possible. I, you know. I don't know that Craig Kimbrell is just a slam dunk to replicate what Kenley Jansen did for him. And I think they have a chance to miss A.J. Pollock. It sure puts a lot of pressure on Gavin Lux and Cody Bellinger, you know, because they just don't have as many bodies as they had last year. So we'll see how that plays out. They're still going to be really, really good. And the Padres are a flawed team. I mean, the Padres have some great strengths. Can while Tatis is out, can they – be consistent enough to be a contender. I think they can be, but it's it's no sure thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, I think the Dodgers bullpen could be a, a spot that they struggle, or maybe a soft spot for them. It's just getting through that lineup. It turns over so fast when you look at how deep the lineup is, one to nine. Before we let you go, Dave, a thought on the Masters, man. Since you're going to be out there this weekend, uh, what do you think of the field, and, and how cool would it be for everybody to get Tiger out there? Also, want want a question about the uh, the weather, the conditions this weekend. I saw there was maybe some bad weather coming in early this week. What's that looking like? Yeah, it looks like it will rain, whether that's uh, during the practice rounds or maybe even pile up a little bit uh, on Thursday round one. Uh, Forecast is still a little bit iffy. I mean, rain always changes Augusta National. They want it, and when it plays at its toughest, it's firm and fast. So if it softens up a little bit, it gives the players a much better chance to keep close play some, you know, not target golf. You can't really play target golf at Augusta, but you can better control your ball to be in the right spot to make some birdies. So the the weather always plays a big factor. And I, you know, I'll be interested to see how much rain they get. You know, there's no place in the world that conditions its golf course as well as Augusta National does. So they're going to do everything they can, whether it rains or not, just to have it playing absolutely perfectly. I mean, Tiger is just a massive story. Can you imagine if he plays and then plays well? I mean, it's just, you know, it's hard to believe he's going to do it, but I think he's going to give it a try, and that will be great, great sports theater, which we all love. Everybody at that place loves Tiger. He has just thrilled them year after year, and there are just so many memories of him on every one of those holes. I hope he does it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a great tournament. You have incredible young talent in the game you got tiger playing you got rory still you know whether this be his eighth chance at the career grand slam so his eighth time teeing it up in the masters with a chance to win the career grand slam uh if he were in contention that would be a massive story i i can't wait yeah, it wouldn't quite be Alex Smith, but Tiger returning to play this week and, and you know getting through four rounds at all would be fantastic, but it would be cool to just see him tee off uh, on Thursday. So, Dave, appreciate the time, man. Looking forward to seeing you around the ballpark this year, and we'll catch up soon. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Adam.
Oh, great stuff from Dave Fleming. You hear him all season long, uh, pre and post, and during the game on KMBR 1045 and 680, Colin Giants Baseball. Also on ESPN all season long, Colin Baseball there as well, and he will be on the Masters this weekend. So miss a little bit of Dave for opening week baseball, uh, but it'll be fun to get him back in the weeks ahead. Thank you to Dave Fleming. Thank you to Brian, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We'll come with baseball stories all season long. Opening day on Friday in San Francisco. Going to be a fun one as the Giants open at home for the first time in a number of years after the pushback to the start of the season. So stick with us all week. We'll get you some A's. We'll get you some more Giants baseball. That's all coming up until Friday. Enjoy the week. We'll talk to you then.